Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. John chapter 5. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Now the day on which this took place was a Sabbath, and so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Now stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. So, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jews persecuted him. Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason the Jews tried all the harder to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave them this answer, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, so that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father." He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. I tell you the truth, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself— So he has granted the Son to have life in himself, and he has given him authority to judge, because he's the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice, and come out. Those who have done good will rise to live, 
and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not valid. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is valid. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it so that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his light. I have testimony weightier than that of John, for the very work that the Father has given me to finish, and which I am doing, testifies that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice, nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you. For you do not believe the one he sent. You diligently study the scriptures, because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept praise from men, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe if you accept praise from one another, yet make no effort to obtain the praise that comes from the only God? But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? This actually begins with kind of a humorous scene. It's humorous in this respect. There was a guy that was lame for 38 years, or invalid for 38 years, and he got healed. Jesus came by and healed him. Then Jesus slipped away into the crowd without telling the guy who he was. And so it was like, a, you, in a bad way, you've heard of a drive-by shooting. This is a, a drive-by healing. Jesus just kind of walked by a bunch of sick people and healed this one guy and then disappeared. He went into the crowd and faded away. And uh, to me, it's kind of amusing because um, uh, the evidence was there that the guy was healed, but he didn't know who had healed him. And the man got in trouble for carrying the mat he had been laying on and begging because it was the Sabbath. And he didn't know who to blame his healing on and who had told him to carry the mat. So in verse 5, it says, There was one laying there who had been an invalid for 38 years. Now imagine that. This guy had been coming 38 years to this pool of Bethesda to try to get healing. And so when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he'd been in this condition a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Well, of course the guy wanted to get well. The guy replied, I have no one to help me get into the pool when it's stirred. When I'm trying to get into the pool, someone gets in ahead of me. So he thought that was the only way to get well. But Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And to the guy's great astonishment, he was able to get up, pick up his mat, and walk. And then he got in trouble with the religious leaders, and they said, uh, who told you to do this? Who, who healed you? Who told you to get up and walk? And verse 13 says, the man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. I wonder how many times that happened. This is the only one we have recorded in the New Testament. But Jesus could have done this thousands of times in the days that he walked the earth. In fact, 
I've read accounts of other men of God um, uh, in more recent times. One, John G. Lake was walking, and he encountered a little boy sitting that was lame in both of his feet and prayed for the little boy, and the little boy was healed. And, of course, he didn't know who John Lake was, and John just continued on whatever his journey was in this area where this occurred. But I wonder what the little boy said when he got home. You know, I'm healed now. Well, who healed you? Well, this guy, this stranger prayed for me in Jesus' name, and I got healed. I wonder how often that happens, don't you? But in the case of this man, he had no idea it was Jesus. And so the religious leaders were offended, and um, uh, the man was in the temple. And it says, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. Now, Jesus implies that this particular guy was involved in some type of sin. That does not mean that every sickness or every infirmity has to do with the person's sin. And so in this particular case, the Lord knew something about this guy and um, told him to stop sinning, whatever it was. And the man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. So this guy went and, and uh, in a negative way, told the Jewish leaders who were upset about him breaking the Sabbath that Jesus was the one that told him to break their idea of what they should do on the Sabbath. So because Jesus was doing these things, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. And in his defense, Jesus said a remarkable thing. He said, my father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. So for this reason, they tried all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was calling God his own father. And the Bible says he was making himself equal with God. Now, once again, sometimes people say that the Bible, the New Testament, never calls Jesus God. But this says he's making himself equal with God, and he's calling God his own father. So there are religions and there are various cults that say Jesus was this and that, but he was not God, and he was not the son of God. Well, this says clearly that God is his own father. He was declaring that God was his own father and making himself equal with God. He goes on to say that he has the power of the resurrection, and he'll be given the power of the resurrection of the dead and the power to judge mankind. Jesus speaking in verse 21, For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. And so Jesus is saying that he has the power of the resurrection. Verse 22, Moreover, The Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son. So he is not only the the resurrection, but he's the judge of mankind. In verse 25, he says, The dead will hear the voice of the Son of Man, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to also have life in himself. And he has given him the authority to judge. Verse 28, Do not be amazed at this. For a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice. And so Jesus is saying he's the Son of God. He's part of the Godhead. He's equal with God. He's the Lord of life. He is the one that has the power of the resurrection. And he is the judge of all mankind. He goes on to say the scriptures testify about him. And he's the one that has eternal life to give. And so, Lord, 
We recognize your authority. We recognize your dominion. Jesus, we recognize that you're the healer. We recognize that you're the Savior. We recognize that you're the Lord, that God is your Father, and that you are equal with God. We recognize that you are the judge of mankind. And Lord, we we see that from the scriptures, if we're raised from the dead, you will be the resurrection power that raises us from the dead. Lord, forgive us. In our shortcomings, our sins, transgressions, and iniquities, forgive us for all of those things that separate us from you. Lord, we want you to be our Lord and Savior forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.